If, if you're, you're missing your, your child, you don't know what's fake or not. Um, we still haven't found Kayla. For the most part, we were always close. She could tell me anything. I miss that. This is not a cold case. I just need to know what happened. This is our 11th episode of Forgotten. For the most part, the names and cases we've discussed have been fairly unknown outside their respective communities in central Wisconsin. That is not the case with this one. When people ask me about what case I'm working on next, not one person didn't know at least a little bit about 15-year-old Kayla Berg. If you type her name into Google, Kayla is featured on countless missing persons forums, websites, and podcasts across the web. Just a quick peek back at the new Channel 7 archives, I found dozens of reporter stories delivering the most recent updates. 15-year-old Kayla May Burr. She is officially being classified as missing and endangered. Police in Anago say they haven't yet received any leads on a teen who's been missing for several days. But the Anago Police Department, as well as her parents, say they have no solid leads. Her name is also attached to a viral YouTube video called Hi Walter, which garnered almost 3 million views. The disturbing video posted in October 2009 depicts a girl with brown hair tied up on the floor with a man talking to the camera. The FBI quickly tracked down its creators and determined the video to be fake and the people in it were actors. That was horrifying. I guess the only benefit that I did get out of that was worldwide coverage. Her name went worldwide real quick, her story. That was it. Other than that, it was a nightmare, just a living nightmare. The voice you just heard is Kayla's mom, Hope Berg. She welcomed me and our videographer into her home to talk to us about Kayla's disappearance. It's been years since she's had an interview with anyone. It's understandable. I mean, I'm a stranger showing up asking very personal questions about likely one of the most difficult things she has ever experienced. So I asked, why now? Well, it, the more she's out there, the more people hear her name, hear her story, the better. Hope was candid with her thoughts about who she believes knows something and how she blames herself for how the first few days of Kayla's disappearance were handled. Most importantly, she was candid about what she wants. Something definitely went wrong. Something happened. I would really like some closure. I would really like to know what happened to my daughter. So let's start at the very beginning. In May 2009, Kayla and her mom left Wisconsin and moved to Texas with the goal of Hope finding a new job. Jimmy, Hope's son and Kayla's older brother, stayed in Anago because he was over 18. I'm originally from Texas. Um, my dad was military, so that's where I grew up. Um, we moved up here when I was about 16, 17 because um, my dad and my mom were from up here. But the move didn't last long, especially when Kayla's dad, James, was diagnosed with cancer. When we found out that her dad wasn't doing very well, she, she really wanted to come back. She wanted to be around her dad in case something happened. So um, together we made the decision and felt it was best to come back. By the end of July, the pair packed up and were back in the Northwoods. And almost immediately, Kayla started getting into trouble. Her and her friends were going to parties out of town, meeting up with boys much older than them. 
Then one night in early August, Kayla and a friend went to a party, but they didn't tell either of their parents where they were. After not hearing from the girls overnight and the next morning, their parents started to panic and assumed the worst. Then literally while they were filing a police report, they received a call saying the girls were all right. But just days later, that feeling of panic would return, but this time it would never go away. On August 11th, Kayla got picked up from her dad's house by a family friend, Kevin Kilcheski, and the pair went on what can best be described as a joyride. He was her older brother's friend. Um, he'd been over to the house several times, ate dinner at our table. Um, it wasn't like it was a stranger, you know. Um, Kevin and Jimmy had been friends for years, so never thought nothing of it. But their relationship was far from harmless. There was a, a reported that there was some marijuana use between them. According to the Anago police, the pair made a stop at McDonald's around 9.30 p.m. and Kayla spoke with a friend who was working that night. The interaction was good between them and, and they just basically talked about that they would get in touch with each other later in the night. Uh, and unfortunately that uh, contact was never made. This is officially the last time Kayla would ever be seen alive, contrary to what has been reported in the past. Here's why. The next day, Kayla's dad called Hope to tell her Kayla hadn't come home, so Hope started her own investigation. She called the teen's friends to figure out where she was, and that included calling Kevin. It, it took a while, he said his phone died, so it took a while for him to answer. Um, and it was just texting, and then he um, he was saying a lot of things, you know, I don't remember, you know, there's a lot of one-way streets in Wausau, but he dropped her off someplace in Wausau. For days, her family was confused. It was normal for Kayla to spend the night at her friend's house, but which friend was she with? Maybe she was at another party. Or maybe she was with her on and off again boyfriend, then 19-year-old Miguel. I was very upset. Um, after a couple days, my stomach's, I'm not, you know, the, the gut feeling is something's just not right. I can tell. About five or six days later, Hope officially reported her daughter missing, and police initially listed her as an endangered runaway. Every day I blame myself that I should have done more at that point in time. When it was clear, no one knew where Kayla was and no one had heard from her, police questioned Kevin. Well, he, was, he was questioned because he was the last known person to be with her. The voice you just heard was Anago Police Chief Dan Dooley. Back in 2009, Dooley was a new detective sergeant. He's been working on the case ever since. Kevin told police he drove Kayla about 35 miles southwest to Wausau because she asked him to drop her off at Miguel's house on Highway 52. This was a huge red flag to investigators because Kayla knew Miguel no longer lived there. It's certainly a question that has come up in the investigation and doesn't quite make sense of why she would direct him to that particular house. The home had been condemned, so he moved. Not only did Kayla know that, but she actually had been to a party at his new place the week before. So to be clear, there is no proof that Kayla ever made it to Wausau, only Kevin's word. I have a lot of different things that go through my head. 
Um, if it's dealing with Kevin, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Um, maybe he gave her something else and she OD'd and he panicked. Um, I can't see her just having, letting him drop her off at an abandoned house where it's dark. She's afraid of the dark. I, it made no sense to me. It still don't. Um, I just, I don't know. That's why I, I need to know. I mean, in the back of my mind, I wonder, well, could it have been a case where he actually did drop her off and somebody else picked her up? And if you're wondering, like I was, the chief says there's no digital evidence like phone data that places Kevin in Wassa either. In October 2009, Kevin was charged with second-degree reckless endangerment. Then, the searches began. That same month, teams of police and investigators went to Kevin's home in Deerbrook, where he was living with his parents, to search for anything possibly tying him to Kayla. His car was also seized by police. There's some evidence that was collected uh, and nothing that leads to where Kayla would be located at this point. Searches were done in Lincoln County, where Miguel's phone pinged twice the night Kayla was last seen. He's never talked to me. He's never reached out to me. He's never asked, you know, hey, can I help with anything? You know, especially, you may have not have been dating her at that time, but apparently you dated her in the past. Um, kind of strange to me. In March of 2010, the National Guard was called in to use thermal radar to detect soil disruption by helicopter. In 2011, a second search was conducted at Kevin's parents' property and a potato farm where he worked. Obviously, it was an area of interest around the property. Um, and, and we brought in um, some human remains detection dogs that were used. Um, there were some indications around that property that prompted us to do a more thorough search at the property. But Kayla was never found. Then, a court ruling shocks everyone. I can't explain the feeling. Yeah, it was just sickening. A judge drops the charges against Kevin because of a lack of evidence. It's a decision that still makes Hope's blood boil. I'm like, okay, he took her over county lines. He admitted that he smoked marijuana with her. He gave her marijuana, an illegal drug. Um, and they still said that, no, reckless, secondary reckless endangerment, and they dropped it. I, I'm still very upset about that. I can't let that one go. I'm very, very upset about that. Lots of people have been interviewed over the 14 years, but to this day, no one has ever been directly charged with Kayla's disappearance. I, I would say that nobody necessarily has been ruled out uh, in this investigation. Um, we still haven't found Kayla, so uh, all anything is possible at this time. It's true, police are still investigating and following any possible leads. We don't have time during this podcast to go over every detail of every search done over 14 years. So instead, we put together a more detailed timeline about the searches and any other noteworthy events that happened during the investigation at WSAW.com. But I do wanna tell you about one more search that was done just months before this episode dropped. One I believe, has never been reported until this podcast. 
In December 2023, police received a tip from an inmate in the Wisconsin State Prison System. In a series of emails, Chief Dooley wouldn't release their name or when they were incarcerated, but he did say their information led them to a search in Kiwani County. Up until this time, from my research, most, if not all, physical searches for Kayla have been done in central and north-central Wisconsin. Kiwani County is about 100 miles east of Anago, in a different part of the state. According to the chief, crews first used dogs in their initial search, and then a dig happened. Hope says the state crime lab, along with anthropologists, were there, with the whole thing taking about two weeks. But in the end, nothing was found. I guess it was just um, somebody wanting something and manipulated and used my story, or Kayla's story, as a way to get it. When Hope told me what happened, I was so frustrated for her. I couldn't believe, on top of grieving for her daughter, she also has to worry about people giving false or unreliable tips. I asked her, how did she keep Hope when she was so constantly let down? Because, number one, I have no DNA proof otherwise. Any mother, I would hope any mother, um, would, would do the same thing for their child. I'll go to the ends of the earth. As for Kevin... I still think he knows something. And, you know, he's walking around living his life, and I've been stuck doing what I do for 15 years. A constant roller coaster of ups and downs. As I began wrapping up our interview, I looked at the walls of Hope's home. They are covered in photographs of her family and, of course, Kayla. But also, a little girl, her granddaughter. She makes me laugh. She's... Nothing will probably take the hurt away, but it makes me forget just that little bit to where I can enjoy. Um, God. That's, yeah, she's my reason for being right now, honestly. I really feel that way. Hope found out she was going to be a grandma two years ago on a date she knows all too well. Honestly, I found out when, when she was pregnant, she had the 3D ultrasound. And amazingly enough, I was at a union conference in Green Bay, and uh, her appointment was on August 11th. And the little girl's name? Kayla. Kayla Lynn. No, she can never replace Big Kayla, but that little peanut sure does fill a void in my heart. This August will mark 15 years since Kayla was last seen. She would also be celebrating her 31st birthday. Kayla's father, James, sadly will never know what happened. He lost his battle with cancer years ago. Time has also taken a toll on what were pivotal landmarks in the case. The McDonald's where Kayla was last seen with Kevin has been torn down. And all that's left is an empty lot with a for sale sign posted to a metal fence. And the home that Kevin says he drove Kayla to has been torn down. But what has remained strong and steadfast is Hope's love for her daughter and her quest to learn the truth. Here I am, still standing strong and still advocating, which I will do until I can't no more or until I get answers. Kayla, you have not been forgotten. Kayla Berg is described as a white female, five foot two inches tall, 
and at the time of her disappearance, 108 pounds. She had brown hair and brown eyes. Kayla's ears and navel are pierced. She also has scars on the right side of her nose and on her right shin. Anyone with information on her whereabouts is asked to call the Anago Police Department at 715-627-6411.